You can never get bigger than the culture. You serve the culture. We are servants first. We serve the culture. What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's episode, we first discuss the recent controversy and criticism of actress and rapper Aquafina and her so-called black singer. Is it an issue or not? Then we'll dive into the discussion concerning Kanye West being somewhat cancel-proof in relation to other black entertainers such as Chrisette Michelle and his controversial stance on politics why there seems to be a double standard and does patriarchy play a role in how people respond to artist transgressions and what role does sexism play in hip-hop in general then we'll dive into our segment where we share what albums we felt were the most underrated and underappreciated albums from a few of our favorite solo rappers then for our album face-off we'll be comparing capital punishment by big pun with the big picture by big l and the crew will weigh in on which album we felt was better and why. And then the crew will share what they've been bumping for the week. So with that, please, kick back and enjoy the show. Yo, what's good, Jason? What's up? What's going on with you, man? Nothing, bro. Relax and wake me. Start sounding off on your Kanye rap. <laughs> hey, hey, sound away, man. I'm digging the avatar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm digging that. I'm digging that. Oh, How, how's you. everybody in your end, man? How the girls doing? We're doing good, bro. That's good. That's good. Every everybody out there uh, um, safe in these COVID streets. Y'all ain't had no cases since they went back to school. Nah, not that I know. Okay. My my boy had a little scare. Oh really? Yeah, and I was over their house. So then he called me five thirty in the morning. I had this on there telling me he positive and that his kids positive. So then I had to run and go get me a test. Called my job, told him. They was like, "Don't you dare come in." <laughs> <laughs> got my test it's like you off until your uh you get your results back so i got them back on tuesday but i ain't called them back on thursday until wednesday i'm in right i shoot i would have took my time yeah i took an extra little day yeah, yeah and then, and i mean they wasn't asking for no paperwork <laughs> right right yeah yeah i take all the time on so and, like and then so then i went back to work because they was like yeah you come in now then i went back to work I was good on Thursday. Friday, I'm chilling. Like, yo, whatever. Uh, we that was like it was like this is not the protocol. I don't want to go go home. I was like, excuse me. It was like you can go home. The protocol is you're supposed to be out for 14 days. Really? Even if I, even if you I test like, negative. Right. Even if I because you know I guess they feel like something might can pop possibly pop up. I was like, whatever. Do I get paid? They was like, yes. Okay. Never mind. See y'all. Hey, see it. <laughs> I'm chilling. Yeah, I think I said it twice. Take advantage of that. It's it's not every day you get a COVID scare. Right. So I'm like, I'm I'm chilling. I'm free. Man, I'm cooking dinner and everything. I'm like, who is for Pac? That's either Jamel or Chaz. <laughs> Chaz. 
What's going on, Chaz? Nothing much. Poor Pac. <laughs> What's good with you? Did, did I, I, you, you said you had a COVID scare too, right? Better than Tupac. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was feeling a little weird, but nothing, you know, nothing serious. Oh. I think we're good. That's good. That's good. You got that, 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 that vaccination hopefully helped, you know, whatever was going on. Yeah, you know, I was a little uh, disappointed when it was Moderna that was the shot that was being given out where I went back in the day. But now I'm hearing Moderna is doing holding up better than Pfizer as far as hospitalizations. I said, okay, because everybody used to tease Moderna's number two, Pfizer's number one, Pfizer's the best. Now look, see? <laughs> yeah, the Moderna folks, they can puck, they can puck out their chest a little more, man. Uh, I got that, yeah. I, I got that Fifi, so. I'm, 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 I might need a booster. <laughs> right, right. I might need a booster in these streets, man. But man, it's good to have y'all on the show. I, I'm, I'm waiting on a couple more people, but it's good to have uh, two experienced uh, music lovers on the show. Uh, first of all, I wanted to just say uh, acknowledge the passing of uh, comedian AJ Johnson. Um, he passed away uh, due to unknown causes. And uh, he was best known for his role in as Ezell in Friday, and he was in a couple other hood movies. But he he had a, a pretty good you know solid legacy as a stand up comedian as well. Uh, he was from you know Compton, LA. You know I'm sure y'all remember him. But um, yeah yeah, just want to acknowledge that. Pooped in a bush. You said what? I said he pooped in a bush. <laughs> no no no, he saw Smokey pooping in the bush. Oh, that's what it was, something like that. <laughs> I didn't say the name <laughs> No, he fell in the Korean store. That's what he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Funny dude, man. Funny dude. But yeah, we, we, we keep losing folks, man. Real quick, too, man. Did you all see this? This It's not a huge story, but it's a story nonetheless um, surrounding the, uh, the actress slash rapper Aquafina. Who, uh, who's an Asian American, and she's been um, she's been at the center of a, a controversy because a, of a you guessed it, a old interview um, that she did about four years ago, where she talked about how she refuses to do Asian accents because she. Oh, let me get the quote right. Hold on one second. So she said in an interview, she said, "I refuse to do accents." I'm not okay with someone writing the Asian experience for an Asian character. I make it very clear I don't ever go out for auditions where I feel like I'm making a minstrel out of our people. Okay, fair enough. But then when you consider um, how she uses a black scent and or has used a black scent in past movies and in her rapping, a lot of people call her out for hypocrisy. What do y'all think? Y'all think the, the, the criticism is fair? You think there's something else we're not considering here? Like, like, where, where do y'all stand on it? I'm gonna say this. My thing is, I've heard her talk. I, I, I ain't never heard her music or whatever, but I've seen her on stuff, TV, and some movie. I was insulted just hearing her speak and how she she carried herself. I didn't even have to know nothing about an interview. So for people to jump on a bandwagon because of the interview now people want to be up on arms they should have been insulted just hearing her talk and, and how she does her little, you know little accent 
or, or sounding hood or something, you know, making fun of it, you know, thinking it's flattering, I guess. But I, I, I mean, I, I, I think people jump on stuff too quick instead of being naturally and organically upset by it and then making it stink. They just jump on it to have something to jump on. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, now, apparently this has been cooking or brewing for a while now. What's up, witty screen name? That's gotta that's gotta be Jamel. What's happening? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and we got Vince in the house. He snuck up in here too. But um, but going back to Aquafina, I I'm offended because well, I, I didn't even really know much about her or never really heard her talking interviews till recently. And when I heard her talking in a recent interview, I was like, okay, this is her real voice. But before, I just assumed, you know, I was just assumed she was just a, like another minority who kind of just adopted, you know, African-American vernacular and just kind of carried it. Because her big thing is that she's from she's from NYC. And it's like, OK, like maybe this is just her her East Coast accent or something like I I really never really paid her that much attention. because You know, she wasn't as big as, say, like a, a Iggy Azalea, who, you know, we, we know the issues with her accent. But she did say that she was open to having the discussion or a dialogue about her so-called blacks or whatever. But I kind of agree with Jason, man. Like, like I, I do think people need to kind of be more skeptical up front if something, if something just doesn't pass the eye test, you know. But, but what, I, and I'm not trying to pigeonhole people and be like, oh, well, she's Asian, so she must talk this way, and black people must talk that way. I'm not saying that at all, but. Well, this is what I think. Like, she said it's a multi layered topic. <laughs> and so that to me says you don't even know what you're talking about because it has nothing to do with you. The black accent has nothing to do with you. So it's not a topic that's layered for you. <laughs> so, how can you have a conversation on it when it has nothing to do with you? Stay in your lane. Because, how would she like it? If I, you know, sing BTS songs and pull my eyes in a slant, you know, Yikes. it's disrespectful. Yikes. It's disrespectful. <laughs> so don't disrespect us. I agree. I agree. So I, I do agree with that. No, she irritates me in general. Um, but I don't know that I would go as far as comparing those two things, like speaking with a black slant and deliberately you know slanting the eyes or whatever like that's to me it came more to blackface than you know speaking with an accent because the thing is and aquafina knows better because she's old enough i would say and she's been around enough people in the hood to, to understand this but a lot of people don't really understand that a lot of the slang that they're using like they think it's just internet slang and not really getting that this is this is something that's coming from a culture that has been around, you know, prior to TikTok. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that is is missing there is that like Aquafina and Jack Harlow and you know whomever else can adopt this accent for the moment, right? To play a role or to entertain, but they can switch it off and then it becomes, oh, okay, this is like costume for them. Where somebody else might do the same thing, right? You, you speak one way as an entertainer and a, and a different way in an interview, but you're not given the same space to exist. Like you looked at as just another dumb nigga. 
regardless yeah. of your eloquence after that. Right. Well, I know. What's up, everybody? How's oh, everybody? what's up, Vince? My bad. No, it's all good. What is the um? What is the gripe all the way? I'm sorry, I came in late. Oh, it's all good. The, the, the gripe is that she's using a, a what you would call the black sin or African-American, you know, vernacular English, you know, A-A-V-E to land certain roles, to be entertaining in certain roles, to make hip hop music. But then when you hear her in interviews, she's not talking like that at all. And she's like Jamil said, putting on, you know, a costume with digital blackface, if you will, uh, to make money and then when she's done counting the, counting the dollars she goes back to her regular speaking voice okay. and what what's, what makes it so controversial is that she's been on the record saying why she won't do certain asian accents or uh play asian characters written by non-asian people mm. so i yeah. i get i i get the the criticism totally you know I, I, how and when this conversation should take place with her to kind of point out the, the what what people have a problem with when and how that should happen i don't know that's not my call but you know if she's open to have a dialogue about it it's you know that's a start you know and at least she's not doubling down like like an iggy azalea did yeah um so she's basically doing something similar um what's the guy that song uh me that, oh, that song, it wasn't me or uh, it's the lover lover. Oh, Shaggy. Shaggy. The accent he put on whenever he would perform. And then you hear him in the interview and he just light skinned dude. Yeah. And he's Jamaican though? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I know he like, if he is, he puts it on thick when he performs. And regular, right. he sounds like a next door neighbor, you know? Right, um, right. But I, I honestly feel like, especially not knowing grave details about it, it's not what you do; it's how you do it, or or why. You know, some some Asian cultures are kind of interspersed with blacks because of the way we live. So you like, for instance, you got a what's the girl named Mimi? She talks like a black woman, but you know she's Asian. I think she's married to a black guy too, but. You know, um, I, I understand in some cases, some people they that is their natural speaking voice. They 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 just can't, you know, they just can't help it, so to speak. But the the, the, the problem, the problem, it becomes a problem when you're when you're literally, you know, putting it on and taking it off. That's that's where it right. becomes a problem. You know, like right. I, I can't beef with nobody for how they speak nationally. I you just yeah. can't. But so then the next question that pops up in my head is, does she have a lot of black friends or is she just like really like only putting it on when she's working? Because you know how sometimes you have your, uh, your interview voice and then well, yeah, you know, she, she tried to say, she, she tried to, def uh, uh, well, not her per se, but a lot of her defenders are saying that you know, what she's doing is no different from code switching and like i kind of big different hugely code switching is a matter of survival she yep. doesn't need that she's doing this for entertainment like a menstrual show correct exactly correct okay so then she's she, she's being disrespectful now yeah yeah in, in my opinion so, so on the side of disrespect like i said it's not 
not what you say or what you do is how you do it. So like if she's on the side of disrespect, yeah, that's that's a problem. But like I said, I don't have a lot of information on it. So I, I can't really speak, but that's what my mind goes toward just here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's making a mockery of how we talk. Right? Yeah, yeah. And and, and and maybe you're not and maybe you're not even mocking it to to the point where where you the, the the black you're making black people the point of derision but you're at the very least making money from it making Correct. money from the way we talk okay then that isn't afforded to someone of her peer group who's black right yeah yeah okay so We're a lot of people how we talk is seen as uneducated undesirable off-putting you know when um, we but, do it Right, but when we other do. people do it, it's it's. I mean, it's just like everything else, right? It's it's. Yeah. It's cornrows. It's you know body types. Big lips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when it's on us, it's an issue. But you know, when when uh, the K family, you know, selling you a product to to make you believe that you can have this look is um is is perfectly marketable under those circumstances. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a trip. It's a trip. But hey, man, she I think she knows better, uh, honestly. And I think that's why she's kind of struck the tone uh, that she struck in response. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But let's get into everybody's favorite uh, nigga. <laughs> Kanye. Um <laughs> Well, not so much him, but a, a new a new dialogue has kind of popped up in the recent months with this Donda rollout and the excitement around the Donda rollout. Uh, you know, man, Black Twitter is the gift that keeps giving. But um, <laughs> a guy by the name of oh, let me get this right, John Murray, TV host, he he put on Twitter. This this story is a couple weeks old at, at this point. He says since our culture. Is so hyped about Kanye West's Donda album, it's time to uncancel Chrisette M, M, meaning Chrisette Michelle. I hated her singing at 45's inauguration, but Chrisette Michelle never disrespected our history and ancestors, didn't rock a MAGA hat, and never ran a covert campaign to sway an election. Does he have a point? I mean, she wasn't really canceled. She wasn't really that... There's Kanye popularity and then there's Chrisette Michelle popularity. That's not really an equal comparison. I mean, she had a couple songs and we still listen to them. So. <laughs> well, you know what? I think the difference though with Chrisette Michelle is that, like you said, she's not canceled. Her peers in the industry are just not messing with her no more. Because right. when they were trying to dissuade her from doing that inauguration, you know, she must have had some words and was feeling a particular way about it. So it wasn't like she did something and now everybody's against her. Those are her peers in the industry that was saying, hey, don't do this because it's not a good look. And then they might be feeling some kind of way. So, I mean, her first song come on the radio. I listen to it. Ain't no big deal. You probably wouldn't even think nothing about it. You just don't hear nothing on the radio because nobody want to mess with. Right. Well, that, that's kind of my point. Like, like you, you mentioned her musical peers at the time who were telling her, yo, this might not be a good idea. And you, you look at the other situation with Kanye, who's gone overboard with expressing his love for 45 
and people are mad because he didn't include them on the album because you 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 it still can't be compared despite people being against what kanye did and telling him just like they told chrisette michelle to fall back he had the money to keep his career going she don't have that um okay i i could i could roll with that with, with the money and everything she should have thought about that because yeah you know she messed with her small pocketbook he still had a pocketbook even when they stopped effing with him he was good he could still keep stuff moving he had a little bit of the kardashian funding so he was good yeah but i don't and the other thing is kanye is a bit of a kanye is a bit of a kingmaker as well so even even when people you know momentarily were not messing with what he was doing at large i don't think it was ever a situation where the broader fan base of his was really like quote canceling him because it, it was just us. It was just us that was mad at him. Kanye hanging on by a string. I don't, I don't care what nobody say. He hanging on by a string, even though he, you know, yeah, his album coming out, so on and so forth. But, I mean, dude, people gonna listen to what they gonna listen to. People still banging R. Kelly. Exactly. So, they gonna do what they gonna do, but he does. Don't get it twisted. He he don't have too many more mess ups and. He, I'm still. Uh, he still canceled for me. Well, yeah, keep it. You've been canceled with me since late registration. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't no. That wasn't no big. All, so, them, so, all them shoes are ugly. All them no, clothes. Tell me. Shoes are terrible. <laughs> I'm like, I smacked my little cousin the other day. I'm gonna go get some slides. Like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Man, so, really man. Oh, man, I just don't. I don't like you know. <laughs> people, people ride, man, I can't. I can't. I don't understand that logic. So I, I, I hear. I hear what I hear. What you're saying, Jamil, about Kanye still being a kingmaker in music. I hear what Chaz is saying about him having more money to be having more of a war chest to kind of bankroll his own career. But people. People don't even talk about that stuff anymore, and it 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 it, it happened not that long ago. Right. And then you you have, but, she, but then when it comes to Chrisette Michelle, it was like it was a precipitous drop for her in terms of popularity and people not messing with her after she sang at his inauguration. Do you all think that patriarchy and sexism could have something to do with the difference in responses? I don't. Uh, I think just I that dude is crazy, and you expect him to be crazy. I don't. There is, there is some but, of that. I think, man, you know how sometimes it's just the wrong time for anyone, and like whoever it was gonna be, whoever stepped out there, that's who it was gonna be. It wasn't necessarily that it was her. It just, it just happened to be her, and people were just at the moment where it was like, nope, we ain't happy. We but, ain't happy. But listen, that man, that man has had a nervous breakdown and some other mental is mental is uh I, I don't want to say say it like that, but I mean some other you know problems with, with with in his head and things like that. So people are giving him a partial pass because they like you know his head ain't in it. He out of it. He did see that. He gets all these. He gets the benefit of the doubt and all these excuses because he does erratic things, erratic behavior, and and then you're looking at him like, hey, he's partially. He might be mentally ill. Nobody knows exactly what, because you know when people have mental illness, 
they you know it's sometimes it's, it's hard to diagnose that stuff you be That's thinking somebody, somebody's quirky and something else is going on you just you know you accept it when you love them but <laughs> I mean that's, that, that, that is, that's you real you, you accept I it I think it's something as simple as kind of what you're saying something as simple as nobody takes Kanye seriously with right, any right. so but if you know I don't know if anybody really knows Chrisette Michelle but her whole persona is serious like she's very she's very eloquent speaking she's very um ladylike she's not she doesn't have any silliness in her energy it's like she's very professional and you know she also doubled down when they when they came right. at her about it and said right. some mess like uh right you know he is our president we need to get used to it or some mess like that and why right. am i why am i gonna turn down this opportunity no, yeah, yeah, I do. Rem- I do remember and, that. And this <laughs> is why you turn down the opportunity. Like that's where <laughs> you got to be smarter about this. You know, you, you went for the you went for the check, but you got to think about the long term effects of that. And she unfortunately didn't consider where she was in the hierarchy of entertainers. <laughs> like her star, her star had already fallen some to begin with. And, and her career could not necessarily sustain that hit. Now, to say that, you know, misogyny does not play a part in that, I think we would be foolish to, to, to guess that. Like, America has proven America hates women. Like, it just, it just is. It, it's throughout the culture. And I don't think this is, you know, as shining an example as we've had. But I do believe that that is a part of it. Like, how dare, how dare this woman or whatever euphemism you know these dudes like to use yeah. for that be get a, you know stand uh, turn her back on the community like that but the thing i think also she's black famous she wasn't like worldwide yeah. black. i agree i agree that's what i mean by she didn't really pay attention to where she was in, in, in her station Kanye got Mexican kids, the little Hawaiian kids, and you know all the different races and stuff. But she just, she just hood famous. I mean, right. I he was rocking with her, so she she lost, you know, a big part oh. of her base when she did that. Right. But there is there is a level of of you know I guess sexism there. It's like you know women do get more punished more in the public eye when you they screw up as. As opposed to do, which I'm sorry, which say chance? I think a better example is when Fat Joe said Wuhan flu, and Nicki Minaj talking about her cousin's friend's big, you know, you know, body part. So no. they let the Wuhan flu thing. That was maybe like a couple days worth of talk, and then it died down. I thought they been going. Fat Joe was gonna get in trouble for calling. Uh, what's the name of them? Dusty. <laughs> He was like, you better feed them dusty broads. <laughs> right. You know, oh, he, but Nikki, they, they've been on national newscast talking about what she said. Like, this is such a big deal. Like, you're going to go to Nicki Minaj for medical advice. A lot of people do. That was a, that was a distraction. Really? Yeah, she's got way, she's got way Word. more Twitter Word. followers than, than Fat Joe. I mean, really? going out there. 22 million that's that's more than the population of most countries you know nearby you know and and and, you know going back to the to the kanye and trump thing i i do do think it's a little bit of that because black (laughs) black women let me put it this way if if 
the same stuff that was coming out of Kanye's mouth. No, I take that back. The same stuff that was coming out of Kanye's mouth was coming out of the mouths of people like Candace Owens and Larry Elder. Mm-hmm. And people weren't rocking with it. So is it a case of good music just trumps all? Because I think when y'all brought up the example of R. Kelly, you, you go into any barber sh- black barbershop in Chicago and you will still find people defending R. Kelly. Yes, mostly women. In a in a barbershop? I don't, I wouldn't say they defend him. They just still playing his music. No, no, no I'm not talking about nah, playing his they music. Defending him. I'm talking about defending actively him. verbally defending him, dude. What? I, I ain't heard that. Oh, saying come what? Come what? Saying it was the girls' the, fault. It was oh, yeah, the most stop fast, fast tail girls. Yeah, them fast girls. How a 13, 14 year old get up in his studio? You got to be kidding me! What do you? What did? What did she think was gonna happen? Yeah, oh, this right. is stuff people say. Well, well maybe I look at it different, dude. And, and I, I remember him being down when I was in high school, hollering at females I went to school with. Everybody you know, saw it. Everybody knew, right. right? So this wasn't nothing new. I don't know who be, you know. I wasn't shocked. I'm just like, oh well, that's what he did. <laughs> it wasn't new, but it wasn't news, right? Right. Because not his victim, the, because his video victims. came out. Right. Even after the video came out, it was just like, eh, oh, well, yeah. Hey. He's been doing it. Right. It's right. Like, right. Right. Like, this ain't new, you know, because because his victims were black women. Now, you know, when 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 somebody like Candace Owens gives diarrhea out of mouth, you know, everybody responds like, oh, shame on her, you know, as, as they should. But if Kanye says the same stuff, it is a different response. It's you know like, what? oh, okay, hold on. Well, let's 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 hear him out. You know, right, he right, is right. a genius. <laughs> Maybe black women are held to a higher standard than y'all. I, I I think I think that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, with Kanye, it's just like, oh, his mama, he, his mama died. He crazy. But with black women, it's like, oh man, y'all should know better. Cause we smarter than y'all. <laughs> I think it's I think it's some to some degree it's gotta do with all it's it's all encompassing. But it's also with your perception of the person too. Like nobody gets on Lizzo exactly the same way as somebody would get on another woman that is took it that is perceived as a serious person. So Lizzo is in that category of uh Nobody takes her seriously. Nobody taking you seriously. You just saying stuff. Right. For whatever reason. Um, Tory Lanez in that lane. Dude just says crazy stuff to get attention. Um, yeah, yeah. But Nikki ain't to be taken seriously either. And you see what they doing that, well, that, that ain't worse. A lot of people. She, she took a serious. Per, she took a serious point of view on a serious issue, though. But they and I think she wanted us to take her seriously. Well, see, this perception of Nikki is different than the perception of Kanye. That Not of Lizzo. Same difference with Lizzo and Nikki, though. No, no, no. Not Nikki now. As crazy or as uh, like they they like they see her strategy, but when mm-hmm. she wants to take something serious, oh yeah, a lot of people. Like I mean, we aren't the only people on the planet, you know. Like we may have, we may, you know, we're older too, so. Yeah. We may look at things differently, but some people actually, she has a whole following hmm. of, of of young girls that really like they they offer every word she says. They they die hard with, and um, yeah, and black. That's the thing with black celebrities, though. It's it's way easier 
to 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 follow and model yourself after Nicki Minaj because that's that's who's getting the lion's share of the press and the media as opposed to a black person like Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's just and it's kind of always been that way, you know. Black black athletes and entertainers have always we're, we're rewarded more for that stuff, you know, being entertainers, being athletes. We're, we're rewarded more than being intellectuals. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and that's 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 kind of part of the problem too. But you know, going back to the Kanye and Chrisette Michelle thing too, I think I think a lot of not not a lot, but there's a sizable sliver of the hip hop culture who I honestly agree <laughs> with where Kanye stood on Trump because they agree with Trump. Right. You know? More than you think. It's more than you think. I and 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 I, I've I've talked to old school mates, a couple, but one one who who was a, a supporter of Asian Orange, and I was I just kind of ask him why, like what, like like you know what, what, why why him, and he was like he makes me feel masculine, you know? uh, and for what? a lot of right, Sergeant Sergeant Bones, Sergeant Bone Spurs made him feel masculine. I, I don't know how that works, but that doesn't even count. That's that's, that's not- concerning, actually. Like you got some other things you need to get straightened out. <laughs> right, masculine state, unintended. At all, you know. It's like yeah, that that trumps uh, that trumps preserving the Affordable Health Care Act. That tr- <laughs> that trumps student loan debt forgiveness. Uh, that trumps, uh, you know, it, it, it's so many yeah, complex yeah. issues. It's like, but feeling masculine is at the top list for a lot of black men. Hopefully, and they get that they, shot so that they can get be. that uh, bigger thing that uh, Nicki Minaj is talking about. <laughs> Yo, whatever's going on with Buddy is not from the daggone Brona <laughs> shot. That is, my man, my man got a bad case of the clap or something, <laughs> like un, like untreated or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they 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 spent way too much time in the media addressing it, but um, you know, at, at the, the what's at the center and in the heart of the mentality of a lot of self hating black men is the fact that they feel you know underappreciated, um, undervalued, you know what I'm saying by society. They feel they're on borrowed time. They feel like at any moment they can meet an unceremonious death and then be villainized on top of it. And, you know, that's kind of what's fed into the, the a lot of the mentality of, you know, I'll just say it, early hip hop, that kind of F the world mentality, you know, don't that don't ask me for crap attitude, which used to be aimed at the whole machine of American politics. But unfortunately, that that rage that black men feel is is, you know, it's unproductive and it's a lot of times misaimed. You know, and it's it's really used in an effort to liberate what they feel is to liberate black men from, you know, white supremacy at whatever cost. And the quest for, for power and, 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 and to feel powerful for black men. The problem is that that power to them only looks legitimate when it mirrors the unchecked power that white well, men. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, too, because this uh this image that this guy has portrayed or not even portrayed this just his energy that he that exudes from him and he just gonna do whatever he wants that that clouds a lot of people's eyes from like the reality things actually doing he sure. said a lot of racial things 
lot of people do a lot of things to show you that he does not care about black people. He does not care about anyone. He cares about especially. Like he's just gonna do what he wants to do. And I, I get the rebelliousness as you know, playing advocate right now. I get I get how that that rebelliousness and being completely in power can be feeling. But like that's just the image. It's it's just weird to me when people well, it's more yeah, than I'm, an image, because because I mean, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, let me rephrase it. That's what you see. That's what you see. But like, what like people are more influenced by what they see than what they hear. Is but what I'm this basically. is why we need to investigate our heritage, because we are pattern patterning patterning ourselves after what we see, which is the white experience. But what we need to do is understand who we were before our history was taken from us. Then we would know how we need to behave because how they, this devilish, uh, you know, killing everybody and being cutthroat to get to the top stuff is not who we as black people were. So to try to imitate that and mirror that, to think that's how you get success is, it's not even in our nature. So we'll never succeed at that because that's not who we really are as a people. That's true. It's, 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 yeah. a, it's a way bigger conversation in this pack, this podcast. Yeah, For, yeah a, a, a lot of there, a lot there of, might be there might be some people who would say. Now, I wouldn't say this, but there are some out there that would say <laughs> that it, it, it's pretty cutthroat to uh, ship your countrymen off to the to the new world. For a couple, couple trinkets. Mm. Yeah, that happened. It wasn't all what they say, though. Nah, there's, 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 there's gray area to it, sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it happened. And I blame life skin for <laughs> But they didn't know what was about to happen. But you know, yeah, they, they, they didn't have a they didn't have a scope of what was going on. Like these are just sure. like, oh, these are our tribal enemies. You know what I mean? Let's let's, right. let's get rid of them. You know, let's get in exchange for guns or whatever. But you know, unfortunately, you know, um, you know, for a, a lot of, it, it, I, I've seen a phenomenon over the past I don't know four to ten years of black men, you know, my age, parroting back a lot of crazy uh right-wing talking points you know yes. and it's always the yeah. same black black women are trying to replace us black uh, conservatives you know black women need to need to get married and get back in the kitchen and 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 we need to stop letting black women run things so much but they're just all they're doing is they're, they're borrowing the master's tools instead of tearing down his house they're just trying to build their own house that looks identical right next to it that they can be in charge of you know, and if you don't trust with they're with them right crazy right at and, the and, same and, token though i'm thinking because we can't ex can't expect as black women a man to come in and he making all this money and we can stay home and be with the kids that is not necessarily how our financial situations are set up so we can't just like a black man can't expect his household to be like the white man a black woman can't expect her household to be like a white woman we have to adjust exactly. we have to adapt and we have to accommodate each other and help each other out and that's that's the problem exactly all right sister <laughs> pa pa patriarchy when modeled after you know white masculinity and white social norms is not an ally 
you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that black men can't be leaders and providers and protectors, but those are roles that, you know, we're not equipped to take on just because we were born with a penis. They're roles that we have to earn the right to perform. You know, because the same the same black men who talk about well, we need to be leaders and we need to be, you know, protecting our communities, this, this and that. They'll then turn around and blame a 13 year old girl for R. Kelly's weaknesses. Bingo. So how is a dude like that going to be a protector, a leader and a provider for black people? They just you're not watch Malcolm X videos and they'll see what a real black man is. I'm telling you that brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. You know, it, it's it's. I don't hear that. It's black <laughs> man. Black man don't cheat. Black man don't cheat. That's right. <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into that. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and a lot of these dudes, man, they they wear this pseudo blackness, or, or or they 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 claim it's pro blackness. You know, in, in the way they see the world and society, but man, unfortunately, a lot of these a lot of these niggas don't even read. <laughs> And you, you know, can tell. Yes, yeah. Meanwhile, the black women that they they tend to antagonize have been politically engaged at various levels for decades. Man, you know, we got our, the problem. Our... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Vince. I'm sorry. Well, we just had a black men as a whole. I'm not saying everyone, but as a whole, we have the problem of sounding like when it's time to talk about it. We have a lot of solutions, a lot of good things to say. But when it comes to the reality of acting that out as a whole, never. We, we, we ain't got time. It's like we got we got to worry about what we got to worry about. But when we have a nice conversation, it sounds very good. Mm-hmm. But like the reality of it is, once the conversation is over, you go back to what you were doing. I mean, yeah. that's the yeah. easiest thing to do. You fall back to the mean. You know, yeah. or are, are we let our, our our need to not feel devalued or emasculated? It, it, it allows us to fall victim to con men and, and shysters who offer very simplistic answers to very complex issues because they appeal to our need to feel powerful and in control. That's why it's it's a problem for many black men to get behind many black women who are who are, you know, leading on certain issues that we need to get behind them on. You know, and it's and I get it. I, I honestly do get it. I, I understand the mentality, but we we got to do better. We got to do better. Hey, I want to say this. We take bits and pieces of like our culture as black people is made up of bits and pieces of other cultures. And then we manipulate that into something how we want to perceive it and how we take it as a whole but it's so many different aspects to black culture that it's hard for people to be unified so if people are not unified culturally and sitting and rallying behind one idea one train of thought what's what's accepted behavior what's not accepted behavior like like for instance i criticized my one of my neighbors had a a party for her three-year-old and they had some song called Splash Plan by Yo Gotti or something. Oh, okay. That song, I, I had never heard a song. That was my first time hearing it. That song was absolutely horrible for kids to hear. And I'm like, and it was unedited. And I'm like, y'all playing this for kids? <laughs> then they got, you know, they out there smoking weed. They having car burnouts. A couple people got into a fight. 
Wow. That, sounds like a, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> but, but it's but not for the babies. Right, not for the babies. <laughs> for, for some babies, man. So, and then and then when when the issue come up and then you want to criticize that or something because that wasn't a good look. Now you made made to look like a villain because you know you're not supporting this, you're not supporting that, or you're not behind this and behind that, or you want to act like the white man and this that, and the other. When it's just like no, nah, it's common sense and decency. You gotta, you gotta, you you have to see that, and they're like they don't, but they don't see it. Our yeah. our, our 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 culture is so divided that it's, it's gonna be really hard for everybody to get behind a train of thought to address any issue that we might have and then agree on what that issue should be. No, you're right. I, I agree with you, Jason. But my my response to that is some people just weren't raised right, and you got no, white I, people who misbehave too. No, I, I'm, I did. No, 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 no. I, I, I get that, but I'm just saying, within, within, but, but, in that you got people that are misbehaving in every culture. But I'm saying that as a whole, if if you put ten white people in the street and they see something that they all that's that's abhorrent, they all are nine times out of ten going to stand back and say, "Wow, that's horrible." Mm-mm. Versus, versus if we get out there and somebody do something crazy. Some people gonna be like, like, like when they was, uh, when they was loose. Now everybody and their mama was loose, so it was that wasn't a color thing. But, but you got, but who's like some, some people were more prone to like, yeah, I'm gonna cheer them on. Yeah, go get it, go get it. They don't need to go get it. But meanwhile, that person that owns the store or the other people that own, that control things and own the store, they're all sitting back with a different perspective on it. So well, that's 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 a complex issue too because riots just don't happen you know like like it, it's it's so much that goes into that with uh, with riots boiling over yes i mean yeah, really riots, not, I, I don't think it's that complex yeah riots are the language of the unheard and the neglected word to, word to mlk yeah you know and i don't i'm not i'm not going to condone that behavior but i i do get where it comes from but what do you say when they robbed your store and you had nothing to do with it? You're black. You said if I had nothing to do with it? No, I'm saying if you if you have you have in general, you you don't have a particular issue side of the issue. You might think one way and you're not doing that. But what do you do when they come destroy your stuff because the pot is boiling over? I mean, I agree with how you know I I should say and I agree I sympathize with people's feelings on it. But I'm saying, but when you have something that happens, and it it affects you depending on what you have at stake in the in the circumstance. They right. did skip over stores of some of the uh, shop owners they respected. Some, oh, yeah, especially here in Roseland. But I think in a lot of oh, cases, yeah. what Jason is talking about it didn't happen though because it, didn't, it, it was a lot of. Um, I'm talking about I think black. It's a lot of situations. I am too. Like that donut. They didn't hit that donut. Oh yes, they. Wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about old fashioned. Old fashioned. They did hit old. They fashioned. hit old fashioned. Did they? they I thought they yeah. did. They tore his windows out. I was up there. Yep. They hit. You was up fashion. there tearing the windows out. Right. I ain't break the window, but you know, I went and grabbed a couple, couple glazes. For the recipe. I was waiting on the line to go get my swim shoes. Well, to, to answer to answer Jason's question, if if that happened to me and I was a black shop owner, man, I 
Man, dude, I, I, I fill out the insurance claim and- Thank you. Hey, so some things you just gotta trump up to a natural disaster, man. That's Thank you. Like, right, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta charge it to the game, but like, I'm yeah, not about to- Yeah, I'm, I'm not about to allow myself to be a, a pawn, you know, of, of, you know, people who don't really represent my interests because I'm mad about some property damage. Right. That's, that's really what it has boiled down to in a lot of cases. Those talking points become the talking points. Let's talk about the the destruction or the property damage, not the consist the conditions that led up to it. Class and capitalism. Or the loss of I, life that led to the loss of property. Exactly. The thing is, though, um, I do understand Jason's point, though, because there were a lot of people who didn't who were not moved one way or the other right but, but but recognize that the chaos that was going on was an opportunity i could slip in there and maybe you know there was civil unrest that was taking place in the area but we like all right since it's already popping we're gonna break into gucci store right or we're gonna break into leaders or something like that because or i saw them running out with pampers and a box thing right right but, now, but we, things we, like that, though. Oh, yeah, go ahead, because we about to do this all night. Yeah, I was going to say, we, 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 we got to move on. We're going to have another two-hour show. But yes, indeed. Moving right, right along, I wanted to dive into our segment, uh, <clears throat> While We Were Sleeping, uh, part three. Uh, we did a, uh, I think last time we did it, we did groups. And then a time before that, we did solo artists. But conversation got good, so we only got to like three solo artists. But I wanted to try to get to a few more today where it's basically a twist on magnum opus and um instead of rating albums from you know worst to first we're going to just talk about the one album in a particular artist's discography that we personally feel is their most underrated and underappreciated album so um let's see uh let's let's start off with a, a home favorite common i know you you know everyone on here is familiar with his music and his discography to you all, what is Common's most underrated and underappreciated album? You know what I'm gonna say. Chocolate. Really? I, I think people love that one. Wait, I, I, I didn't hear you, first. Jason. What you say? Like, well, I think like Walk the Chocolate. Oh, I think that's his most critically acclaimed album. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think it's underrated. Really? Fair. I think Fair. I think it's the, his best critically acclaimed. I just think it's severely underrated. Oh, you mean underrated in hip hop as a whole? Yeah. Oh, I got okay. you. Okay. 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 That makes sense. What were you about going to say, Jamil? Oh, I'm going with Electric Circus. I've been I've been hitting this note since the show started. <laughs> you have, you have. Um, explain. Yeah. Um, I think that it was y'all wasn't ready, man. Y'all wasn't ready in 2002 for that. I think Common wasn't ready. Yeah, he was definitely suffering from the effects of Baduism. This is true. But I also think that with the exception of a few tracks the album was really solid first of all lyrically he ain't go nowhere like the bars were already there now sonically it was a little bit different um he definitely took some chances that you know may have taken us in a in a bit of a different direction but he was just he just did it too soon because look at where the game went after that outcast came out with you know speak about love below the love below yeah, I would say a year later. Was, exactly. And it was beloved. 
But you know, Electric Circus couldn't get couldn't get the same kind of love. Uh, the stuff that CeeLo Green was doing uh, when he dropped Narles Barkley that I, like that was way out of left field. I like that, and people was loving that too. You said not like that. No, I said I like that. I like that. Oh, um, yeah. I, I just think that um, you know, we weren't we weren't necessarily ready for that sound at that time. But if you go back and listen to it with some time passed, I think people can appreciate it a lot more than they than they did at the time. I'll give you that. You know, it's it's I wouldn't call it his most underrated album, but it's definitely his most unfairly hated on album. Um you know I like Electric Circus, I honestly did. Now I did the wheels did come off at the end of the album. For sure. Them last For sure. tracks. Jimmy Jimmy was a rock star was was I don't know what that was about. Yeah, not 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 feeling that um, at all. Um, I actually did like the last track though, the the, the joint with all the uh, singers on it. I did not like that. I love that. Yeah, that's like the only gospel song that I like. Chess. I told you I like "Can I Borrow a Dollar." I liked it because it was just yeah early common with the uh with the voice crack. <clears throat> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy, boy's cracking comment. Hey, man, dude, the production on "Can I Borrow a Dollar" is is solid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No ID. Yeah, he had no ID. He had, I think, the beat no, did a track. He had Doug Infinite, no ID, and uh, the beat nuts. No. Twilight Tone. Twilight Tone. Okay, I think the beat nuts definitely did a, a, a track, at least one one track on there. Beat nuts? No, not on Can I Borrow a Dollar. Go back and look at the liner notes. What song did they do? Hold on, I, I can pull it up now. Hold on, one song. I know my comment, man. <laughs> I love Wikipedia. Yeah, they're listed as producers on here, but it's not giving me which track they produced. Man, I hope I don't have to grab the actual album. I'm looking forward to it. Wait, it, it's on here. You you go to Wikipedia and look up the album. It did listed as, as yeah, it says uh, yeah, additional production. But yeah, yeah, good album, man. Good album. Sold by by the pound is a classic. Uh, Vince, man, most underrated common album. Universal Mind Control. You got to be. Oh my god! Ew. Wow! <laughs> wow! I didn't. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Explain, sir. Yeah. Um, because nobody talks about it <laughs> with, with good reason. Yeah, I was what? gonna say there's a reason for that. What song? Um, we are talking about the most underappreciated, right? Yeah, but they have to be worth <laughs> appreciating. Oh, they did. They did. Heidi Ho. Maybe I'm misinterpreting what y'all mean by underappreciated, because. Good, but no one talks about how good of an album it is. Hey, it just—I don't appreciate that album. Um, <laughs> already mentioned, so I can't. I thought we were just talking about like, well, I guess underappreciated is different than worse. Um, but I mean, uh, I'd like to is. recite some lyrics from uh, the title track of that album if you if you wouldn't mind. Please, <laughs> Gucci Rocket. Movie, watch it. Booties, what? drop it. Body, move it. Showing, grooving, styling, being fly. <laughs> you talking about on that common album? Yeah. 
That album was just horrible. It was not good. And it's crazy because you would think, you know, with the Neptunes, right? They could hook them up. It just, it just didn't work. So, what track should we check out, Vince? I, I, I'm, I, man, I got. Oh, no, I, I, no, I, 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 I misappropriated what you were meaning by underappreciated. I was talking about that was the worst album. Um, oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So now, on that album, though, I will say Gladiator was dope. I said, now, now I got you all talking about that horrible album. <laughs> Gladiator, Gladiator was decent. It was, it was like a bright spot in in a bird sandwich. Um, right. It was the part of the sandwich that was just bread, no turd. Um, <laughs> wow. But uh, for me, I, I got, I got two actually. I got pre. I got pre-Kanye comment and I got post-Kanye comment. Pre-Kanye comment, I got One Day It'll All Make Sense. Um, mm. It was a step up from Resurrection. He showed immense growth from Resurrection. The storytelling on there is is bar none. Mm. Um, the production on there is just is just slamming from beginning to end. And it, it's just it's just a great album that no one people just don't talk about it enough as as far as his discography as far as hip hop albums in general and in many ways it's it's on some days I feel it's better than like water for chocolate you know I so, assume those are days you've been drinking uh, I don't know I don't know man. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was one day it all makes sense. You can't front on that. Now post Kanye post Kanye common. Uh I got the dreamer the believer. When we did our when it was in our one of our album face offs going up against most deaths the ecstatic, I felt the crew was so disrespectful to <laughs> to the dreamer and the believer. Like 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 I cannot believe my ears, man. <laughs> like, you ain't no Frank Sinatra. But the, the the album was good from beginning to end. It was the last album where we got one of Pop's rap. Common talked about balancing being a, a rapper and an actor in a realistic way that felt genuine. You know, he he gave us some hard bars. The production was top notch. I I I, I love I love that album. I, I think that's probably like his his fourth or fifth best album, honestly. All right, so now that I know, understand what you all mean and appreciate it, I think. That love, I think that's underappreciated because it wasn't nothing. I guess you could say special, but like the whole love. He had Dwayne on. Like when the last time you heard Dwayne had Daniel Caesar on it, Swiss beat. I don't remember that specific song. Like he had a lot of people on. BJ the Chicago Kid. Like when I listen to that album, it's enjoyable. I mean, it's, it doesn't just like stand out, but you know, just the. The way he arranged the album, I think, is people don't appreciate it as much as they should. I, that I, album is Sleepy Time T. You're right. I, I didn't, I didn't hate Let Love, but I, I didn't. It didn't make me want to go back and and replay it a whole lot. It was, I thought it was all right. I thought it was something from a 45 year old comment that I, I, I came to expect, but I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it like I like I did Universal Mind Control. But yeah, I, I, I'll roll with that one most definitely. All right, man. Next up, this one might be kind of easy because his his discography is not as um, extensive as a common. Uh, most Def, most, most underrated under. album from Most Def. So that this one is gonna with the feel red like cover. The ecstatic. Yeah. The ecstatic. Okay. Okay. I, I honestly feel the ecstatic is love. Um, yeah, that's mad lit, man. And, and uh, 
Man, oh, no. no, no. You know, because because I, I, I remember long long term most fans liking it, and I remember like you know kind of like you know new school hip hop cats kind of liking that album as well. Um, you know, and it was on a lot of lists for like best albums of the year. Then in two thousand nine when it dropped. Um, I wish I, I could stream it, man. You can't right. stream it. No, nah, they nah. took it off. Uh, what? That's your man. That's your man. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to lecture everybody. You said that's your man. That's your man. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Touché, this may sound man. like a, a, a bit of a uh, hypocritical point for me because I, I did call him the C student, but I'm gonna go with um, the new ja- the new danger. And I know, my, that was the my, album I was gonna go with. My beef with the new danger is that it's not really a hip hop album. My, my my beef with the new danger is that it's bloated. Mm-hmm. You could have chopped off a third of that album, and it, you would have had a perfectly fine album. Ain't that pop the one funk. Where dude did the beats? What's his boy name? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. 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 He I had a lot of he had a lot of live instrumentation on right. That. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that was his band. Uh, was it Blackjack Johnson? Yeah, which was actually a super group created from members of other black rock bands. So I, I thought I it didn't was realize dope. that. Yeah, he had the dude from Bad Brains played on there. This um, bone, some. Didn't he have somebody from from Funkadelic on there too? He had some everybody, and I ain't, I ain't really dig it, so I wasn't checking for it that hard. But but you you go back and you listen to the New Danger. It's it's a it's a it's it's definitely some some quality music on there, not just hip hop, but just good music. Period. I like the panties, <laughs> I, as do I. <laughs> Word up! <laughs> it's a good stepper song. <laughs> uh, Boogeyman, Champion Requiem. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's 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 a fine it's a fine album. It it, it you know, unfortunately, it was coming up behind Black on Both Sides, so. Right. You know, it, it just it just was what it was. I, I'm I'm curious. So, are are all his albums not on streaming? No, uh, just that one. Just that. One. Wow. I bet they had a bunch of sample clearance issues. <laughs> I I think I think you know that the static was a bunch of beats from other albums. So like, all, like all the beats that he got from um, Mad Lib. He, them are old beats that Mad Lib had put out already on like the um on like his mix scenes and all that like, you know Deal Withers and all them yeah. other conductor yeah, albums and and you know and um Mad Lib don't mess with Stone's Throw no more right so I don't know if that has something to do with it but I just noticed when they kind of parted ways that album was gone. Huh. I, I thought I they didn't had even me. pay attention to that. That makes sense. No, it, it was on there before because I had it in my list and then it was blacked out. Oh wow! But now it's gone. So I was just like, oh okay. All right, yeah. I think we all can agree. You know, new new danger is definitely worth checking out. You know, it's no classic. It's no black on both sides. It's not even no ecstatic, but it's 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 still worth checking out. Next one, Kendrick Lamar, most underrated album from him. To pimp a butterfly. That's the one I was gonna go with. I was gonna go with the Dizza album, actually. 
Explain. I think it's better than what people gave it credit for. It, it with all the fanfare that came with it, um, I think it got a little bit unfairly hated on. Plus, the lead single was kind of corny. But I think that um, what Kendrick did with that, and, and there are some some fillers, like there's some stuff on there that just wasn't that great. Um, like the track with Rihanna, I don't think was that good. Actually, that track grew on me. I, I didn't like it at first, but after a while, I, I'm like, I'm digging this. Really? I, I, yeah, that one never got me. Um, but he did some really some really dope stuff on there and I, I, I want to retract something I just said. I said the lead single was corny. That wasn't on that album. It was uh, To Pimp a Butterfly that I'm thinking of. Wait, you didn't like Black, the, the Black or the Berry? No, no, that wasn't the lead single. Yeah, it was. I thought you, I mean, uh, I was the the lead oh, single. You know what? You're right. You're right. It was. It was. Um, With the Dizzy album, I think what he did with the the whole backwards, you know, play the play the record backwards, like you get a different kind of experience. I thought that was really clever. Um, it's hard to really make it work in the streaming era, but you know, if we would still had like physical copies, I think it would have a greater impact, and people would have appreciated that aspect of it a little bit more. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, playing it backwards, it does. It, playing the tracks backwards, that is, it does give it a different, the album a different flow. That most definitely. Hmm. Yeah, because you're starting with the uh, what was it, Duckworth. You start there and then you end with the the intro. And Duckworth of, is actually an origin story, you know. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I'm saying to. Like you, it's two completely different experiences. It's the same album, obviously, but. The, the way that it's listed is it's insane. I'm going to try that. I'm going to play it back. Yeah, it's dope. To start with Duckworth and how he, you know, his dad and, and you know, uh, Top Dog having that situation and how that could have ended it all and then to end up with the, you know, the Lady Justice skit or intro or whatever, how you, however you would label it. That's interesting. I never listened to it like that either. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to do that. <clears throat> All right, Vince, man. Most underrated Kendrick album. This untitled, unmastered. I, I guess that would count. Yeah, that was that yeah, was. Yeah, that was a uh, official release. Yeah, I think that's the one because uh, he was just playing around, but he was doing some cool stuff with it. Like nobody even talks about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about it, but he did a lot of cool stuff. He just. It's just like it was somebody had a re- re- pushed record while he was just in the studio a lot of times and he just was being creative. And like you can appreciate that because it's like a behind, it feels like a behind the scenes type situation. So like, I really appreciate it. Yeah. And a lot of artists don't do that. They don't release, you know, B material like that till they. Um, and I'm, I'm using that term loosely. I'm not. I'm not saying that the songs were bad, but he didn't know what to do with them, you know. So right. you don't get a lot of artists who are willing to part with material like that while they're still alive. You know what I mean? Like in a lot of cases, that stuff comes out like after the artist is unfortunately passed on, you know. So yeah, prop props to him for doing that. Uh, Chaz, I don't even know if you're a Kendrick fan. You're, you're a Kendrick fan, right? Yeah, I was gonna say the Pimp a Butterfly, but um. 
now that's I think the, that's I'm, actually the right answer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I didn't realize he produced Black Panther albums, so I'm gonna pour a little liquor in my mouth for Chadwick and say that that's a pour liquor in your mouth. <laughs> like you can't yeah. taste none on the earthly plane, so I gotta drink it. <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, I really like the uh, the soundtrack for Black Panther. So I say that. Okay, okay. Um, man, I'm surprised nobody said Section 80. I was expecting to hear that one. That's underappreciated. That's what everybody talks about. Yeah, not, not, I think that album's a, a, a tad underrated um, because a lot of people didn't really get on to Kendrick till Good Kid, Mad City. And um, now true Kendrick fans, they're well familiar with Section 80. Oh yeah, um, but Good Kid, Mad City is is his unquestioned. You know what I'm saying, magnum opus in a way that the other albums aren't. You know what I mean? So I hear I hear what you're saying, but I actually go. I actually, if I want to hear Kendrick Lamar heavily, I actually go to Section 80 and overly dedicate for Good Kid, Mad City. Oh, oh, most definitely, I can see that. They they kind of got. Those two albums, Section 80 and Good Kid, Mad City, they kind of got an Iron Man, Supreme clientele type relationship mm. where, you know, everyone knows, you know, the second one was the, the true classic, but you can make the argument that the first one was his first real classic and in, in some areas better, you know, I, I, I think those two albums kind of had that relationship. And mm-hmm. I think Kendrick himself saying that he didn't consider it a real album, kind of, I don't know, it kind of it kind of drops it down a level in a lot of people's minds, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, allow me to speak on the Pimple Butterfly briefly. Phenomenal album, unfairly hated on. Like I, I, I was, I was shocked when I when it came out, and I was talking to cats at work and seeing their responses as to how much they weren't feeling that album. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's rare. I only know of like maybe one person that I can think of that didn't like it. Man, I, I knew all sorts of cats that 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 loved Good Kid, Man City, but then hated that. Now, yeah, I'm they. Like, I used to hear it's too jazzy. Yeah, yeah it's I too jazzy. It it's too street. weird. Yeah. You listen to that old day I sold me. <laughs> and it was definitely that. Okay, next one. J. Cole. <laughs> Underappreciated. I'm going to go with KOD. Listen to a full J. Cole album. <laughs> you missing out, man. You missing out. Uh, I couldn't get through it. I tried. You couldn't get through 2014 Forest Hills? Nope. I ain't like it. Wow. Wow. So disrespectful. Well, you <laughs> Man, you got right. to be joking. Are you trolling us? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you, you anything after 2005 is just. Nah, you, you just I'm, selective, <laughs> I'm just selective. I'll listen to it, but if I don't like it, I'm like, it's, and it's not, it's like, it's a lot of people, they hype up, and I'm like, he didn't live up to it. They don't need it. Next coming to Jay Z, people acting like, I'm like, I don't see it. I think, wow. I think J. Cole fans make it make it hard that's really what it is like if you if you didn't say that every word he ever wrote was like the gospel (laughs) right you hating somehow 
And I, he, I think I, he, I feel where you're coming from with that. I just and I also think he don't need to do his own beats. <laughs> well, he didn't on this last album, and you could tell. Mm-hmm. I, I still, I that that still always sounded odd to me when people say that. But now we just we, we talking about something else now. We gotta stay on track. <laughs> Right, 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 right. We we, we ain't gonna get on beat, people's beat selections. <laughs> and so you know we're gonna be talking about Nas for five minutes. Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna go with for your eyes only. Um when when we went back and did it, reviewed it for our album face off a few weeks ago, it was a lot better than I remember. You know, and I, I think I said that then, but I um I, I well I still think that it's his weakest album. You know, and I, I mean that in the sense that the other albums are just better, but it's not a bad album. But it's underappreciated because it, it does have a it is a concept album. And, you know, those aren't really um, critically, they get a lot of acclaim. But when it comes to conversations in the streets, people kind of, you know, eh, I can take it or leave. I think for your eyes only, too. It's like a. Um you know how like a kid can give you presents, but like the one the macaroni shell present, although it's less quality, that may be one you appreciate the most because of the effort and like that they put into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I like in For Your Eyes On too. It was like a, it was a concept album, uh, like a not so much as a letter, but like a message to his dead friend's daughter. So it's like you, you, you gotta appreciate that, even though it may not be his most dynamic work or art. Staying within that lane and still putting something together, amazing, amazing. Is, is, that came. That's an understatement, you know. So I would say it's for your eyes on. Man, my kid ain't never made me no macaroni necklace. <laughs> <laughs> He's slipping. Right, <laughs> he's slipping. Um, Chaz, most underrated J. Cole album. I'm a born sinner, but I die better than that. I swear, you know what? I was thinking about Born Sinner because I loved Born Sinner. Like, that is my album. Sometimes I brag like, Oh, that is my album. I'm telling you, when I want to get hyped driving to work, put that on. Yeah, Born Sinner was good, man. You know what? I, I retract my statement. I, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I gotta go with Born Center, man. That's my album. I gotta go with Born Center. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go with Born Center, man. Like, I like that was, Born Center get a lot of love, though. Not, not like, not like, uh, yeah, no. I mean, even, like when it, even, even when it came out, though, too. like a lot, a lot of people weren't really, you they know, didn't know him. Well, they, they knew, yeah. they knew J. Cole, but they weren't. I, I don't know. I don't know what people were expecting from that album, but I, I do remember a lot of people saying that like it was not that good. Yeah. Mm. You know, but uh it's yeah, born center like, yeah, the album. following after Forest Drive, Forest Hills. It's born center the album with uh Crooked Smile. Yep. That's the only song I really didn't like. Yeah. Crooked Smile, Chaining Day, Power. I Trail. think that was his that was when he made his his move into mainstream. Oh, but that, that was now. a complaint. 
that was the com- that was the complaint. They they were saying that he it was too many songs on there that that felt like he was shooting for like you know radio play and I I, I kind of see that argument. You know, I, I say that right. really because I would like say that about Cold World with that Missy song. Like I feel like Cold World was him trying to get the radio play. That's why he had that Let Nas Down song because of Cold World. Yeah. He yeah, can't get nothing right now. Huh? He can't get nothing <laughs> No matter what he do. What would you say, Oh, I was saying people was tripping off that like he didn't come up under Jay-Z. Like, of course he was going to eventually make something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. These next two I'm digging in the crates with. Okay. Red Man. <laughs> uh, most underrated or underappreciated. I think he had a lot of albums. <sighs> I guess I'll go with this one. I still don't like it, but There's it's only better one, than I gave right credit answer. for. <laughs> and this is probably the one I'm about to see. Malpractice. It's 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 not a, it's still not a good album. It's not a great album, but it's better than I gave it credit for. So I will, I will say malpractice. I'm, I'm going with malpractice as well. I, I loved malpractice. I, I should say I love it, but he brought. What I expected from Redman in 2001, like it was, it was better than Doc's name, in my opinion. You know, was it a little bloated? Yeah, but yes. it, was, it was, it was a good album. The songs on it that were good were really good. Right, Jason, Redman was one of your favorite MCs, man. Who, you, what, what, what album you got? Yeah, Jason. Oh, word. You know he got something to say about this album because it was before two thousand five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason. I don't know if Jason can hear us. I'll go then. Go ahead, Vince. I don't know if this is a cheat, but the blackout. Yeah, it's That's a cheat. underrated. <laughs> yeah, underrated. I think people underrate that. Um, what he did was that, 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 that don't count then. Uh, we can't yeah, use that. It's a cheat because it was a, it's a joint album with math. Oh, okay. I mean, truly, you could have taken meth off of that in that album. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's about the I, only Red Man album I really know. <laughs> so I can't even vote on this. Oh, wow. I thought you liked it. I thought you was a Red Man fan. He fine, but no, I didn't really listen to his music. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Red, wow. Fine. <laughs> you look good. Wow. Chaz likes likes men who appreciate agriculture like herself. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently. I don't really have nothing to be honest. Um, I I, I haven't listened to his albums, like just album for album. I just listen to his music. So, like I'm familiar with Muddy Water, but I don't think that's you can't say that's underappreciated because everybody loves that. I wouldn't even know. I guess it would be Malpractice. Yeah, yeah. I thought Malpractice is definitely his most underrated album. Like, is it a classic? No, but it's it's pretty dang good. It's pretty dang good. Last one. Man, <laughs> I don't know where Jason went for this. Uh, MF Doom. Hmm. Most underappreciated MF Doom album. I wouldn't even know the answer to this either. Yeah, this between Cuz and Jamal. (laughs) (laughs) Challenge. (laughs) I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Victor Vaughn album, the first one, that Vaughn Villain. I I think 
not only do I think that's his most underappreciated album, I think that's his best album. I think it's better than Mad Villainy. I think it's better than Operation Doomsday. Yeah, I said so, it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I said it. I'm gonna go with um Born Like This. Really? Yeah, not I'm not saying that that's his best work uh, by far because it's not but I think it's one that doesn't get a lot of love. I think people didn't really rock with this one because of like the, um, it was less weird than typical Doom albums. It sound a little more polished and, and I just don't think a lot of people rock with it, but it's a really good album. It is, it is. A lot of the, the remixes that people have done after his death, a lot of those verses are from Born Like This. From Born Like This, yep. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, he was he was in his bag for that album. Um, it was it, it got a little goofy at times, a little even for MF, MF Doom, even by MF Doom standards, but it, it was it was still a quality album. Like uh, Batty Boys. Yeah, yeah Batty <laughs> Boys. That's the track I was thinking of. I feel you. That's the track I was thinking of. I'm surprised they ain't gone back and try to retroactively cancel him because of that song. Facts, especially the use of the the term Batty Boy, like. That was a uh, that was a thing. That's the F word, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, just said, yeah. You know, uh, he's he's had other little slick lines. Where he was like, yeah. what do you say? Not down with fairies who take man's cherries. <laughs> different, different time, different time. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like you, like you said, different time in two thousand nine. Right. Um, <laughs> hey, that just reminds me again. Yeah, um, I wish I could have been on last week, but the anniversary had to be celebrated. 15 years. Oh, no doubt. Um, no doubt. Big. Congratulations. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, big, 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 love. Ups, big ups to Vince, man. Yeah, what, I'm sorry, man. What's your wife's name? Cheryl. Okay, Vince and Cheryl. Big ups to y'all, man. Yeah, man. 15 years. That's a milestone year. But, um, but last week, you all had the segment on the album. Artists that you thought was gonna go big that didn't really do anything, didn't go as far as you thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys missed one. Man, music is my savior. Y'all remember him? I do, but I did I'm not hot. think he was gonna go. This going. is why I'm hot. Oh, I, I, he was, it's, he looked set up to, to go. He was from New York, like it was quiet because it was the South at the time. And he came out with that song, This Is Why I'm Hot. And then they had, you know, where there was all the different beats that was playing from different areas. Like, dude had, he had a strategy that, that was going to be nice. And um, for some reason, it just, I don't know what happened. But I thought he, I thought he was. Them, them, them uh, Fisher Price rhymes, that's what it was. <laughs> Hey, I mean, it's the same thing as Rich. I mean, he he in the same category as Rich Boy. Like, well, yeah, he was, he was he was he was from New York, but he was kind of doing snap music, which was trendy at the time, and it felt trendy. And that's that's I, I didn't even know he was from New York, right? You know, I would have I would have put if, if 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 you would put Mims and Rich Boy in front of me back then, which they were kind of contemporaries, but like which one of them was gonna have a better career? I would have hands down, I would have said Rich Boy. Hello, wait a minute, Vince, you got to be trolling with this one. Uncle Mims, it was so corny. 
that thing was that thing was trash. He hot because he fly. You ain't because you not. <laughs> and this is why. This is why. This is why he hot. I mean, did I he have he, any other like material that that made you draw that conclusion? He Outside had that of the single, had that song called "Moving All Around" or something. It just no. He he really had like he had. I thought he had from what I had saw. I thought he had people's attention. Um, he did. He definitely did. He did. He did. And I, I thought he was going to do more, but he didn't do anything. Like, I thought he was going to get big. It seemed like he was set up for that, but... Dude, who, who, was, who was the dude who made that song wobble? <laughs> That's Vic. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was going to stick around a little longer. I did, too. I, but, I didn't think he was going to hey, be no, you know, reach like... Nah. He made that one hit, and he's been eating off of it ever since. He probably ain't want to sure do it. <laughs> Man, you can still throw wobble on at weddings and get <laughs> get people on the oh, dance floor. Right. He get royal, he getting royalties off that song heavily. Mm-hmm. I was most worth it. Most that, most that. I, I would do a chameleon there too. That dude, he had it. All right, all right. So let's move right along to our next segment, um, our album face off for the night, and. Tonight's album face off, I'm putting against each other two late, great New York City lyricists who left us way too soon. In one corner, <clears throat> I have the album Capital Punishment by none other than Big Pun. Um, this was his debut album released April 28, 1998 on Loud Records. Uh, clocking in at 24 tracks and 71 minutes. Uh, produced by Dead Prez, RZA, LES, Juju, Rockwater, Domingo, Frank Nitty, and others. And in the other corner, I have The Big Picture by Big L, which was his second full-length album. Uh, unfortunately, it was a posthumous album. It came out after he was tragically killed in 1999. It was released August 1st, 2000 on Raucous Records, clocking in at 16 tracks and 55 minutes, produced by P-Rock, Laura Finesse, Showbiz, DJ Premier, Ron Browse, and Ron G. Kind of kind of an all-star cast to producers there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I give it up to you all, man. Both of these dudes were lyrical gunners, man. And like I said, they left us too soon. But between these two albums, which one were y'all feeling more and why? Guess I'll go. Um, this was this was difficult. This was definitely difficult. Um, like, how do you top an album with an intro from Premiere? Like, you know, big big L album kicked the door in on us. Um, and as you brought up, like he was, you know, gunning for. It. Like L was. It's unfortunate that um, we never really got to see where he he could have taken it, because as he said, and as as other people have said, it's a lot of dudes that that kind of ate off of his style, including some of y'all, you know, favorite favorite rapper, Mister Mister Carter. But y'all ain't ready for that conversation. <laughs> what I'll say about the big picture is um. It's really no skippables to like the second to last track or like third to last track, something like that. Um, 
with the with the capital punishment, it was a little skip heavy. Um, he he took some chances with some of those sketches or skits or whatever you want to call them. Like some just really didn't make sense. I completely forgot about the joint right before. Uh, still not a player. It's like Pine. What are you doing? Um, um, hold on, let me let me pull it up. I got the track listing here. Taste this choice. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you. I, I kind of felt yeah. he was biting Biggie a little bit. Very much so. Very much so. It just took it to the next level with that. Um, it was very much biting Biggie. It, but it didn't have the same comedic effect that that we did get with uh, with with Kim on the vocals. Um, I don't know, man. I thought I had a, a, a answer when I was when I began talking, and and the more I think about it, <laughs> the more I think I'm out to change my answer. I'm gonna go with the big picture. I'm gonna go with the big picture on this one. Okay. The, the capital punishment was bananas, but it had more skips. What? So like, I think the highest, I think the highest highs between the two came off capital punishment, but there are definitely more skippable tracks on capital punishment than there are on the big picture, and they come in sooner. Like I skip, still not a player. I skip punish me. Uh, I skip. Uh, um, boomerang. Yeah, it was. Wait. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the big picture. You skip boomerang. I skip boomerang. Oh my god. Hmm. I'm sorry, not boomerang. Capital punishment. Disqualified. Capital punishment. Okay, that one featuring prospect. That one was. That one was good. Eh, it was alright. But like I said, the highest highs came off of capital punishment but it's just it, it was too much fluff for me i think if, if we trim some of the fat on that it probably would have won trim some of the fat boy yes. if you don't get <laughs> he did he did that on accident but it's still apropos pretty funny right <laughs> all but, right um, oh i'm sorry nah, i'm sorry nah, you know, go ahead run your show man no nah, i was just gonna say chad sounded gonna say like chad. she had a retort so i was gonna get a floor to her I mean, both albums are really good, but I like the versatility that Pun showed where he could be serious but then joke with himself. Packing the Mac in the back of the act, packing the Mac in the back of the act. You know, and just the breath control, knowing that, you know, we know Big Pun. For him to be able to spit the lyrics he spit with that kind of breath control and those tongue twisters that he would do. A lot of talent. We lost him way too soon. So I have to give it to Big Pun because I feel like it was more versatile and it had, I mean, it took more talent. Sorry. I like Big L though. Okay. Understood. Understood. When you hear, when, as, as, a, as, a, as a woman, when you hear it skits like, like, Taste of Choice, do you think to yourself, yeah, right? Uh, I mean, don't you answer that. Yeah, no comment. But I will say, ah! I will say, Maybe it, it was, was the first time I heard somebody talk about brown hairs. And I was like, okay, 
ain't never heard before and after some man rap a song talking about brown hairs everywhere. I ain't never heard it. That, was that yeah, on the At least he was corrected, though. <laughs> that was on the second. Uh-huh. That was on this one. That was on this one. That was on Still that Not was a Player. That was on the song Jamal don't like. Jamil yeah. don't like Jamal. That's right. That's right. Jamil That's don't right. like. That's right. My bad, my bad. That's all good. <laughs> all right. It's all hard right. to breathe that gym, Dream Shatterer, though. Yeah. yeah. Dream Shatterer. Uh, um. Track with Black Thought, uh, yeah, super lyrical. Super but you know what? He killed Black Thought. I'm sorry. I kind of agree like... with you. I kind of agree with you on that one. You agree? Yeah, I agree with you on that. Okay, okay, coming. Especially mind. that second verse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, all right. We got one for L, one for Pun. Vince, who you got? Okay, so. Let's just go ahead. Capital Punishment. What's happening now? Of course, everybody knows what pun was about. It was too soon. But the question I have with pun is, would people have gotten tired with this style had he kept going? Because there was no variety in this guy's style whatsoever. He gonna go little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No variety. I would widely disagree with that. Wait, no variety in pun. No, I'm talking about his 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 his, his rhyme style. That Do that again. He, Hold on. Do that again, Vince. Nah, that's what he does. Like, and I mean, it's amazing. Don't get me wrong, it's amazing. I know this might be unpopular, but um, like I love big pun. But he was aggressively gonna rap that way, no matter what. Song after song after song, he's rapping like that. I think he would have been just fine. Yeah. I, I, I just have a question because you know we, you know, one album. Um, now his on this album, he does have those classic, memorable songs, you know. Uh, maybe Jamil doesn't care for him so much, but you know, still not a player. He got the song uh, Twins, Deep Cover with Fat Joe, which was crazy, which was just like great with them going back and forth. On on more on further listen, Fat Joe didn't get washed by Big Pun. On Twins? Yeah, he didn't get washed. By crazy him. that thing, sir. <laughs> I, he didn't get washed, but I mean, we know who. We, we know who was the little brother when it came to them rats. Even Fat uh-huh. Joe knew it. That's why he was holding the umbrella in the video. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, it sounded repetitive. Not redundant. It sounded repetitive because of his style. And um, I would disagree. Yeah. Hey, so, are you, you, so you're giving the edge to the big picture? Um, I say Big L. I take Big L out, and uh, the reason I do is because the reason I do is because although you may not necessarily remember the titles of the song, but he's more pleasant. Like his style, the music is more towards the way I hear hip hop. Like it's more, it's more my sound, and it's more substantial to me. I could be wrong. Some people may not feel the same way. But um, like Big Pun seemed to be more like he was just rapping. He let y'all know he can rap. 
and it's some street stuff interlaced. I like this song about his son and stuff. But um, it was more like he was just rapping. And Big L was, uh, he was talking to you while he was rapping. He was, he had some stories involved. And uh, that's more, that's more my ear to hip hop. You know, his, his, uh, his production. It was fun, man. It was energetic. It had that bounce to it that I like. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, Capital Punishment. It um, he had some of the some of the songs he had had a little bounce to it, but a lot of it was more about I'm finna rap y'all to death, and that's what he did. <laughs> that's true. He's like, I'm finna rap y'all. I'm finna I'm finna hit y'all with the with my rhyme scheme, and he. From beginning to end, when he starts rapping, that is is he he going in. He was sick. It was man. Yeah, he right. was he was bubbling that? forth with skills, man. Like now, now I get what you're no, saying you're about right. Big L. Big I, I get how Big L would be more in your wheelhouse musically. Cause Big L wasn't no punk either. I I I don't want to understate that. Yeah, but I mean like nah, he's right. He can what you're saying. What everybody's saying, he can do that. Capital, I mean, like, Big Pun can do that. And he definitely did it for 24 tracks, you know, minus the skit. Like, he was going in. It was like, oh, you know, it's like, man, you know, it's like a, you know, give you us say a break. You just get tired of his style after a while. It's not even so much like it's tired of it. I just wanted to hear him do something different. So that's why I wish he could have had, like, two more albums. He was... He, in my opinion, he went too he went too fast because I didn't get a chance to see if he would do something different. Cause he overdid it on the first album, like through and through. So it was like, all right, let's see what your progression was gonna be, what your growth was gonna be. Um, and he kind of changed a little bit on the song he did with uh, Donnell Jones. Like it wasn't exactly like that album, you know. It wasn't like they do no. Uh, what, what's the song? Uh, with Donnell Jones. Yeah, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard. Was not the same thing as what he was doing on uh, "Still Not a Player" or "Super Lyrical." That wasn't the same thing. But it was like you could see it was the growth, and it was like, okay, I see what you're doing. Like it's, you know. So I, that's why he's going too fast. But as far as Big L, that's just like I said, right up my wheelhouse. So I, I give him the nod. Okay, understood. Understood. Real quick, Jamil, favorite track on a big picture? The Heist. Mm. Oh wow, Grizzly. Okay, uh, Vince, <laughs> uh, favorite <laughs> favorite track on a big picture? Um, I actually like. I liked. I like the Heist and the Heist Revisited. I like both of them. The right answer is Ebonics. That's uh, what. Sir. Thank you, cuz. Thank you, cuz. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I like. Sorry, I like my rhymes a little more complex than uh, than hip hop flashcards. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> hey guys, an L is a loss. The Iron Horse <laughs> the is a train. And Platinum Plus was dope. What? Why? Why are you reading it like a white man, Jamil? That ain't how he spit it. <laughs> Who was this for? See, see, that's see, y'all got caught. Y'all not no real hip hop fans. Cause yeah, the right answer was Ebonics. Yes, it was. The right answer, the right answer was the heist because of the level of detail in that story. Now yeah, it got grizzly. Just, it did get grizzly. Like he ain't have to do the women like he did him. <laughs> nah, he didn't. 
But I mean, it's but just I, like I dug the part where he was going up the steps, though. I think that's what made that up song so much. When it, when he stopped telling you what was going on to discuss, like, yo, I gotta stop smoking because I can't get up the steps in time. I mean, obviously, he didn't say it like that, but I thought that was a, a an interesting detail to bring up in the middle of a verse, and it wasn't out of place. I thought casualties of a dice game was a better story, honestly. Like, cause at that least cool. when he gave it to in that in that story, deserved it. This is true. That, that, that was cool. I like the beat better on the heist, though. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, all right. Time for me to weigh in. I'm gonna say this, man. Pound for pound, rhyme for rhyme, bar for bar. Big L was the better rapper, the better lyricist, but Pun crafted the better album. So I'm giving I'm giving it to, to Capital Punishment. Um, it's the more complete album. It's the more balanced album. I thought he showed great versatility. He gave you radio joints. He gave you tracks for like the purists who just want to hear battle rhymes and, and, and raw lyrics. You know, he gave you storytelling. Like he he the the, the guest appearances complimented him well. With people like Black Thought, Prodigy, Inspector Deck. Um, Noriega, Noriega, Fat Joe. Oh, no, don't, don't mention him, please. <laughs> <laughs> Noriega. Just, just, I mean, he just, made the hook work. In doses, he works in doses. Like he works in, in like the hook for we came yeah, up. You came up. Excellent. You came up. What? What? He found the way to say what? What in every song? He sure <laughs> did. Yeah. Now, 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 the big picture by Big L is definitely a case study and rip your head off lyricism but it, the album to me it felt uneven and, and, a, and a little uncohesive at times um due to the fact that it unfortunately was a posthumous album and yeah. it kind of had to stitch it together at the last minute because you know and, and i felt like some of the cuts on there sounded like they belong on a true follow-up album follow-up from his debut but others sounded like mixtape joints and they were mixtape right. joints that right. they decided like to just yeah, to just tack on. I mean, by the time you get to track four, we're already hearing mixtape track. And that pack, that pop song was terrible, and I love Tupac. Really? Now, see, I actually like that one. I Me too. You. Like, I actually like the Tupac verse on there, and I'm not the biggest yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah. Me too. But but the Pun album was a more fun listen. It was more balanced because he he balanced his balls to the wall lyricism with humor. Yeah. You know, with with packing the Mac in the back of the act, and you know other little stuff he did on the album, the the um the Funk Flex interview. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, it was just a it was just a more complete album. Whereas, unfortunately, with the with the L, and this is not his fault. He died prematurely, and they had to you know they had to stitch something together. So, but both of these albums are great. If you want to hear some great, you know, late '90s lyricism. These two albums are ones you, you definitely need in your collection, most definitely. All right, all right. Let's get into our next segment. Uh, we're going to cap this episode off like we always do with another segment of What You're Bumping. I invite y'all to share with the listeners for the, uh, what you've been bumping for the last week, uh, whether it be new, old, or just something they ain't heard yet. So, uh... Got the Jamil, what you been bumping? Uh, not a whole lot to be honest with you. 
I've been mostly listening to podcasts this week. Let me look back and see what I've been listening to, though. Man, I don't think I have any, like, actual album. I've just been listening to a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, playlists. So I was, I was bumping a bunch of old, like, juke music all weekend. Oh, man, what, what was you on? <laughs> <laughs> just wanted some energy in the house, that's all. <laughs> so we was, we was playing it to, uh, I was trying to find, uh, you know, the clean versions of it, and I, I found a lot of that. So, man, my son was just kind of bouncing around the house to that. I dig it. I dig it. All right, Chaz, what you been bumping? Uh, playlist also, uh, but some of the artists on there, Lucky Day, uh, Joyce Rice, Contour, Cleo Soul, Flower Child, let's see. Uh, Tom York. Oh, okay. So. Sound real, real greenery over there. Yeah. Greenery. <laughs> I like agriculture. Sound like a, yeah, it's a, a horticulturist album. Right. Or a playlist. Right. It's a dispensary playlist, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Real chill. <laughs> All right, Vince, this week, man, what you been bumping? Um, I was listening to Ari Lennox, and uh, then that got me. I, I, I love her music, like, I love what she does. Um, then it got me listening to Earth Gang, but I re listened to uh, the Lover Boy Drake's album just to make sure that I had the right idea about the album, and I did. Um, um, watch, rinse, repeat. <laughs> What's your idea? Watch, rinse, repeat. Mm. Right. Um, but in a good way. It's like the guy. Well, Drake's never gonna. He's never gonna take any chance. He's gonna keep going with the formula that works and makes him money. And uh, I ain't mad at him for that. He always gives me about five solid songs that I'm like, okay, see, that's where your skill is in. You're not playing around on these songs, you know. Um, so then I also had to give uh, Donda a couple more listens to make sure that I was right about that album. And it got better the more I listened to it. Oh boy. It got better the more I listened to it. But like, like I, I was talking to Ian about it. That seance music that he has, that that's what I call it. It um it eerily it's a it it, it it's 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 a eerie sound, so it's like interesting to hear. I just don't wanna listen to it too long. Boy, he done hypnotized like, you. Now you like the album. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I didn't I didn't even say I like the album. I just thought it got better. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's like I heard it. I heard it enough times, and now I don't have to hear it. Anymore. Like I got, I got, I got what I needed out of. I got what I needed to hear out of. But like the way he harmonizes or blends his his uh, multi when he multi layers his his uh, vocals, that eeriness is is like interesting to hear. I just don't want to hear it too much because, uh, like I said, I don't I don't want to be at the time. Yeah, that's basically it. Listen to some R and B, 
like just different lists of R&B. I'm, I'm constantly listening to lo-fi music because while I'm working, it's like the perfect backdrop to doing construction work. So yeah, that's about it. Man, you know who I, I think would be good to listen to while doing construction work? LP. Hmm. You'll get a lot done. I think I think his stuff would be good for that. But um, for myself, I've been bumping uh, Flea Lord and Buck Wild. Uh, hand me my flowers. Um, I also been bumping this Flea Lord guy. Is um should I should I should I listen to him? Should oh, I take it? Take it out. Okay. All right. Most tomorrow. Definitely. That's what's going down. He, he's in the same vein as Griselda. All right. Tomorrow. He's in the same vein of that. Uh, I've also been bumping Flea Lord and Havoc in the name of Prodigy. Also dope. I was bumping the Beatles Abbey Road album. Um, <clears throat> I was bumping AZ Door Do or Die 2, uh, one of Re- Reggie's recommendations. Dope album. And I was bumping, I got into the Baby King, uh, Melodic Blue. I- I'm here for it, man. I, I-, I think Duke Spit, um, you know, he's obviously, you know, you know, representative of the youth, and you know what they got going on right now. But but the dude's got skills. The dude's got skills. His his voice could take a little while to get used to, but you you I, I hear the effort, <laughs> you know, and the craftsmanship and what he's doing. So I, I gotta I gotta de- dive a little deeper into it because I just gave it just one quick listen. But um, I was bumping that as well. Um, Jamil, you got any album anniversaries for us? Man, it is a lot for this week. Um, Hit us off. It is. We'll start with uh, going back five years. Got uh, Mac Miller with the Divine Feminine and uh, Cool Keith featuring Magnetic. Celebrating 10 years. Oh, shout out to the album cover for that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. If you know, you know. Um, (laughs) Tragedy Gaddafi, uh, Thug Matrix 3. And uh, Casey Veggie sleeping in class, um, celebrating 15 years this week. This is probably the crown jewel of the list. Uh, Food and liquor, Lupe Fiasco, celebrating 15 years this week. Oh, snap. Wow. When he had a uh, that music festival riot fest. That makes sense. He's done that one before. And I heard he did the whole freaking album, and I missed it. Oh wow! I would have liked to have seen that. Mm-hmm. I was the wrong out of that, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, celebrating 20 years. Uh, Labor Days by Aesop Rock and uh, Revolutionary Volume 1, Immortal wow. Technique. 20 wow. years. It's crazy. Uh, celebrating 25 years is uh, 6 by Houdini. And celebrating 30 years, MC Light, Act Like You Don't Know. Dropping on the same day with the same title 30 years ago. Nice and smooth and WC and Mad Circle. Same title. And the dang thing changed. Who messed up on that is what I want to know. How do you drop an album the same day as somebody else with the same title? Hey man, old school rappers, they, 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 they might have been intentional. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they was in cahoots like that. <laughs> no, I mean like enemies. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think about that. Wow, wow. Jamil, <laughs> back 
in May of uh, 96, that would have been 25 years, something dropped. I, I, I was surprised you did not mention it. Um, you mind if I mention it? Go ahead, May? What I miss? The release. May of 96. The release of the film, Original Gangsters. <laughs> Featuring <laughs> Drew Down. <laughs> Oscar Oscar worthy performance huh? <laughs> Hold up, hold up You ain't got nothing to do with this <laughs> We gotta find a way to pay tribute to that movie man On the episode I do not know how But we gotta find a way man That movie the is ribs. just too it's, it's just too good to ignore man I've never seen it You've never You've seen never Original seen Cases? It? Oh no. You need to do that you need to yeah, that. you need to watch that. Make plans to watch that this weekend as soon as you can. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is bad and great at the same time. <laughs> Let me tell you how great this movie is. Do you remember the Jamie Foxx show? Yeah. Do you remember Braxton C. Hartnabrid? Yeah. The actor that plays Braxton is the lead gangster in this movie oh, named Spyro. Gosh. That's all I'm gonna say. That alone should whet your appetite. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But he's not the star of the show. The star of the show is another character. <laughs> <laughs> His right hand man. You know what's funny, man? He he drew down did an interview where he talked about how him and Jim Brown got into it on the set of that movie. Because really? you remember that scene? No spoilers here, but remember that scene <laughs> where they attacked uh, my man Fred Williamson in the barber shop? Yes. And it spilled outside, and Jim Brown picked up Drew down by the back of his collar. Oh, that wasn't in the script. It was in the script, but when he did it, he accidentally grabbed Drew Down's hair at, oh, at no. the same time because he had that pine. Right. He picked him up and threw him, and Drew Down got offended, and they got into a fight on the set. Hey, he ain't want to smoke with Jim Brown, man. <laughs> Then Brown got frozen turkeys for hands. I'm telling you. Yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> that is the scene. That is funny. He was wearing that iconic outfit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you seem like you got a problem. <laughs> you got a problem. <laughs> we were playing no riddles today. <laughs> God, I got to see this. You got to see do. it, Chaz. You do. You, you do gotta got do to see it. You got to see it. All right, but that's the show, man. I appreciate and I want to thank y'all for coming on, carving some time away from the families, man. Always, always appreciate it. Um, we'll be back next week, and then after that, I'm I'm, I'm gonna take a, a little quick break, and then you know we'll come back and close out the the, the season, right? But I'm gonna say peace. peace. And we all Bronx fans Took up off the Cisco with the figure of a lynx Counting on the moolah and the diamante sphinx Dragging on the reefers, got my soul high for weeks I think I see five, put the mag under the seats We living like a dynasty with custom made juice One chief blaze is sensei, I need to get loose Boxes into the low underworld Pinching walls and naked cities under sniper's moon The house of bamboo with China's love acupuncture Menage to the French connection is the satin prince Watch the real moment of taste up in seventh heaven On cloud nine, contact Minnesota vets Let them drink let them dream of the sand city When the Duano's moon shine as fine as Hollywood How we do, how we do yeah. Coach with me in the Vega, bubbling Six figures
niggas on ice, bubbling. AJ type business, bubbling. Diamond crook franchise, bubbling. Coach with me in the vigor, bubbling. Six figures on ice, bubbling. AJ type business, bubbling. Diamond crook franchise, bubbling. They have your sunny Sheba, connect with the Sheba baby Shane. The snatch golden fleece, say la vie. Midnight sun, melting ice grills, zipper face, Mr. Frost. They close with the slaves of New York. Symphony conniption, position clutch extension. Canavan blade errors, under siege tension. Cut close with toast, cherish pearl tongues. Arabian nights, designing dreams Boy, for the young. with the satin shredders, and eight days Hollywood on my satin dog. They whisper Dr. Feel good in my seduction palace on King Size, Ethan Allen, come and meditate inside my neck, crack a sweet. First notice, black lotus, lotus with friction. Currency exchange, multiple digital diction. Remote control corners, digest the sugar. Praise be the lower for the love we gon' live. Coach with me in the vigor, bubbling. Six figures on ice, bubbling. Eight day type business, bubbling. Diamond crook franchise, bubbling. Coach with me in the vigor, bubbling. Six figures on ice, bubbling. AJ-type business, bubbling Diamond Crook franchise, bubbling New love for the cat, it's hot, she get live on the block A flight to the Juggle Town flop The shot of light with the jism up in the fluff My air tight, she flowing slick low enough I'm on a block bus with the Juggle game praise A shakedown from the main squeeze A-Day Put notes on the bricks with the razor out dice And check it out, why you get out, black and rich is that Killer sunrise, mode on visions, China doves cry, reflect off the ocean, Graceland rules, Pacific high action, the fire star cool, vanilla trench Averick, it's too underneath, the Valentine believers, 929 sweep, the Odyssey of Lower, voyage to the sky, Brigante syndicate for the solar flight high, yeah, coach with me in the vigor, bubbling, six figures on ice, bubbling, eight day type business, bubbling, diamond crook franchise, bubbling, coach with me in the vigor, bubbling, Six figures on ice, bubbling. AJ type business, bubbling. Simon Crook franchise, bubbling. Coast with me in the vigor, bubbling. Sunny Jelly, he be drinking, I'm a bubbling. Kitchy Grace, he be drinking, I'm a bubbling. To everybody on me, I'm a bubbling. The Diamond Crooks, he be sipping, I'm a bubbling. The Jungle Brown, he be sipping, I'm a vendor. To everybody on me, I'm a vendor. The Diamond Crooks, he be sipping, I'm a vendor. The Sunny Jelly, he be sipping, I'm a vendor. Sat down at the pianos.